Welcome to the Chiropractic United podcast series for February 8th, 2012. This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars. To see more information about chiropractic biophysics, browse to idealspine.com. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred DiDomenico of Elite Coaching. To see how he can help build your practice, browse to EliteCoachingLLC.com. And finally, by PostureCo, developers of the iTunes app known as Posture Screen Mobile, available in the iTunes App Store right now, as well as the X-Ray EMR software known as PostureAy. For more information, browse to PostureAnalysis.com. Okay, welcome everybody out in podcast land. This is Chiropractic United Podcast, February 8th, 2012. And Chiropractic United is about bringing research, science, philosophy, principle, the art of practice, and having the leaders in the chiropractic profession kind of share with you uh, what their visions are and how we're all trying to move uh, subluxation-based chiropractic forward. So tonight we have myself, Dr. Fred DiDomenico of Elite Coaching, Dr. Deed Harrison of CBP and Dr. Joe Ferrantelli of the infamous Posture App and Posture Co. And we have a phenomenal guest tonight, Dr. Delray Messer. Dr. Delray, you're doing all kinds of amazing things. Had a successful practice in Minneapolis and then uh, expanded your vision. Now you want to help coach doctors market, get the vision and purpose chiropractic out there, as well as bring fitness into your program. So. With that, great to have you tonight. Welcome. Thank you. So uh, I guess the first question is, why don't you tell us how you started, maybe how you got into chiropractic and moved towards where you got your purpose to where you are today. Absolutely. Well, I was a long-distance runner in high school and in college, and a close family friend of ours was a chiropractor, so he kept me well. He taught me a lot about nutrition, and I took that philosophy and ran with it. I always wanted to do something Literally. in the natural, yeah, exactly, in the natural, you know, health and wellness industry, and, you know, he inspired me to be a chiropractor, so I uh, I did my undergraduate studies in Fargo, North Dakota. Don't know why I decided to run track and cross-country in the coldest planets on the planet, but I did. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I got my love of health and wellness there, and about a year into uh, chiropractic school, I started to get really weird symptoms. I I actually had a a major toxicity issue. I was living in black mold, and, um, you know, I started researching toxicity and weight loss and got into the fitness aspect of things, and, you know, it really helped develop my philosophy of chiropractic even more. I started school with a little three-month-old daughter. Her name name is McKenna. So definitely wasn't the easiest route to take, but I believe that that's what kind of firmly put that philosophy and belief in my head because, you know, I knew success. uh, I knew it was up to me to be successful when I was done with school and nobody else was going to. And I knew success also leaved clues. So I went uh, and found some of the best chiropractors in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. That's where I went to school at Northwestern. And I asked them if I could work for them. I wanted to know what they did how they had successful practices, what they were saying to bring new patients in, what they were saying in their offices, how they were educating clients. Um, So I took over their marketing. I did all their marketing events, their nutrition talks in their offices, and just got really passionate about communicating chiropractic. So, you know, by the end of it, they were paying for my babysitter and for 
for me to come out and do, <laughs> do their talks and their events for them. Um, but that's where it all started, at the art of communication with really explaining what we do in an easy-to-understand manner. And uh, I, I started a practice right out of school with another gentleman, and you know he allowed me to do what I was best at, and that was marketing. So I did all of the you know offline marketing events, set up corporate talks, you know, and even had a mall kiosk. Yes, I did. <laughs> if you want to get really good at taking rejection, yeah. get a mall kiosk. <laughs> so um, you know, I, I started that that practice and did really well with it. And just I had a bigger vision for reaching more people, and I realized that in order to do that, I had to make chiropractors, you know, believe in themselves more and give them this art of communication to explain what we do. So I started my own um, coaching or consulting company, Practice Acceleration Systems, and just wanted to be a leading authority um, on how to teach chiropractors how to get quality new clients without sacrificing, you know, their time and money. I just found a lot of us, you know, have this passion for helping people, but the step-by-step approach in marketing um, is something that we're not really taught and the art of communication. And I really found it's just doing it, you know, over and over again and getting comfortable, you know, with what you're saying. So after I did that, I got into the fitness aspect of things because of what I went through when I was in chiropractic school. And I want to make available, you know, an online system that chiropractors can send their patients uh, to get more information on fitness and videos and, and things like that. I feel like it's something that's that's lacking in our profession, and I just want to kind of tie that all together. Wow. Nice. nice. Way to have a little initiative there. Follow your passion. So did you um, – so you didn't – Northwestern doesn't really have much purpose or chiropractic in it, does it? I mean, is that teach much? Yeah, you know what's really interesting is that we cultivated this this uh, this group of students that came out more philosophy based than anybody I've ever seen before. So, you know, there's several leaders in the profession now that came from that core group of people. And it's just because we, we you know, came together and said, we need to bring some philosophy to this school. So, you know, we, we tried to do the best we could with that. <laughs> Yeah, Fred knows all about that. Fred went to LACC back when subluxation was a, a very, very bad word, still is. But uh, so he knows where you're coming from there. Right. Yeah, I think when you don't get it and you find it, it just makes you that much more of a rebel and makes you that much stronger. Absolutely. I agree with that 110%. That's what we all said. I mean, we did weekly trainings. I would train um, the students on how to screen. I even do that now. I actually just did that when I was back in Minneapolis. A student asked me, she goes, I have no idea where to start. And I go, you know what? You get people in a room and I will coach you. So, yeah. So I think that it's something that's that's needed. You know, the business and marketing side of things is just something that, you know, isn't there. And like the philosophy based stuff like we just talked about. Yeah, you can be the best at fixing their spine, but if you don't have patience, it's a little uh, <laughs> doesn't help too much. And then, you know, with Fred Systems, if you get the patients in the door, now you got to know what to do with them and be able to keep them, keep them committed to a care. That's the, the biggest thing. And uh, it's amazing when we hear, you know, everybody that's doing something above what practice was, we all have the same vision where we all reach a point in our lives that we say, okay, well, practice, okay, we did that, we helped, and we're good for, like I was telling you last time that we met, Delray, it's like you have a 25-mile radius of how you can help people in your own office, but 
if you go to a seminar and teach a bunch of chiropractors, then now you're influencing all their, their patient contacts and you can help the world that way. Absolutely. Well, I think the natural growth is you're supposed to master the game of practice and your vision and your purpose is supposed to grow past practice. And that's where we all are now. We practice, done, did it, mastered that game. Now let's go to the next level. And it sounds like the same thing happened to you. For sure. Exactly. I wanted to reach more people. So how long did you practice for? It was, let's see, four years. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that's great. You, well, you know, hey, go ahead. This is Deed here. I just want to interject a couple quick things before we discount the, you know, Northwestern and LACC, which is now Southern California University of Health Sciences. We, you know, commonly call it SCUS. And then my dad's uh, uh, former alma mater, Western States. It seems like the, the students that are going there that are deprived of some of the core chiropractic philosophical tenets, they come out with such a fire and a passion to actually figure out what in the heck this thing is all about. And then we see some, you know, some great people and some great leaders in the profession coming out of these schools. My father was one of them from Western States. And, you know, of course, he always made a joke about how he learned more about doing kesiotomies on hemorrhoids than he did about finding subluxations. And, and of course, you know, that was in the 1970s. So and then we have you, Fred, from LACC and and Billy DeMoss, who has been on here from CalJAM from LACC. And now we have uh, Dr. Del Rey from, you know, Northwestern. So it it looks like when you deprive the students of core chiropractic philosophy and the principles, they're going to find it. At least the good ones will. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, man, take away our food. We're just going to get hungry. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing. The other thing is, uh, uh, Delray, what, what kind of services do you currently offer chiropractors in your uh, online training systems and then uh, if you do seminars too? I have a training manual that I created with scripting on um, event scripting. So communication, the art of communication, how to close you know, clients at, or new potential clients, whether it's at a screening event or a corporate wellness talk. You know, for example, I did a corporate wellness talk today to 35 employees, you know, and I still do some consultations when it comes to weight loss and detox and have a chiropractor in-house um, in, a, in a fitness facility actually in Tampa here. So I got a bunch of leads for him. You know, half of the people are coming in for consults. So I want to teach chiropractors, how did I make that, you know, that contact with the human resources or wellness coordinator? How did I get in there? How did I set it up? What PowerPoint did I use? And how do you close that many people to come in and see you? So I created all the scripting for that. Um, So some offline marketing tools, as well as, you know, the coaching on that. And then online marketing tools as well. So social media, video marketing, Uh, monthly promotions and website setup. I really want to focus on doctors that have been, you know, trying things for a long period of time, find themselves maybe spending more time in their office, making less money, not seeing their ideal patients that they want to see, and then figuring out how do we utilize the online world in a way that really benefits us, you know, as chiropractors so we can see more people. Um, So those are some of the tools that I'm offering right now uh, and really focusing on building the doctor up because they're the one that's going to eventually see the patient. Um, and they're the ones that are going to have to, like we talked about, take them through that process to create a lifetime patient. It's not going to be any coach that does it. It has to be them. So we have to focus on building them. Okay. All right. 
you know, I'd be interested in looking at your stuff. You know, we do seminars. Uh, elite coaching is specific for spinal corrective docs. But, hey, man, I'm always open to more marketing stuff. I mean, there's stuff that we teach, but I'm sure you have stuff that's pretty unique. And uh, maybe you could speak at one of our seminars. That would be great. And that's actually why I wanted to create a niche with just the marketing. I'm not an in-office coach. You know, I wanted to leave that up to to other, you know, professionals or, you know, leaders in the profession. I wanted to focus strictly on marketing new patient clientele and doing that the best. So, yeah, that would be wonderful. Cool. Now, you also, uh, being a runner in college and high school, and then you got into fitness. Now, do you do fitness competitions? And what do you see? What's your drive and purpose and uh, kind of history on that? Um, I decided that I wanted to push myself a little bit further when it came to nutrition and fitness. And, you know, I was eating very clean. I think all of us as chiropractors have a philosophy on nutrition and fitness, you know, have it implemented into our lives. But I wanted to take it to the next level. And I also wanted to prove that you could do it without, you know, fat burners and diuretics and really bad things for your body. So I kind of wanted to take the chiropractic philosophy to the fitness world because there is a lot of junk out there. I mean, you Google whether it's cleanse or fat burner or pre-workout or whatever it is online and you come back with you know thousands of different products or different opinions so I wanted to take it you know to another level and I got a trainer and decided to enter the Miss Minnesota uh, fitness competition last uh, summer so summer of 2010 and I ended up winning that one actually and uh, I was a little bit surprised because I just wanted to try it out but I decided well I might as well try the universe competition in Miami then and ended up third there and I, yeah, I just, I found that it, it, it was great marketing for chiropractic. And actually when they introduced me on stage, it was as a chiropractor and they're super, you know, super gung ho about getting chiropractic out there. And a lot of the magazines and fitness magazines, I had write-ups in, in there and it was an opportunity for me to get the message about chiropractic out to the public. So whether it was news, radio, um, you know, that, that was something that I wanted to bring for our profession. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great, great platform. I mean, they're always looking for, you know, professionals. I mean, it's hard enough, and we spoke about this last week, it, it's hard enough to get female chiropractors and get them exposure and let them know that other women can be successful in our in our profession. And so it's that's a great thing that you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and... You know, I think women in chiropractic, you know, they need great leaders. And, uh, you know, there are a few fitness competitors that are female, obviously, chiropractors. And, uh, you know, there's great women chiropractic warriors. And there's more and more women stepping up to the plate and hitting it out of the park these days. And that's awesome. They're getting more. Very, it used to be very rarely did you see female speakers at philosophy meetings and things like that. Now you're seeing a bunch of women up on the big stages, you know, New Beginnings and DE. And and uh, I think Billy at CalJam may have, he's got Sharon Gorman. And so, you know, to have female leaders gives hope for women because it's, it's you know, it's a physical job. And, uh, you know, when I went to school, man, I'm old. I graduated in 87. So... 
There wasn't, there was maybe a handful of women in school. It looked like a friggin' boys Catholic school <laughs> at LACC, you know, and there's like five women, and three of them didn't really look like women anyway at that yeah. time. So, I mean, you go to school now, it's significantly different. Yeah. It's awesome. So, kudos to you for being a great leader and bringing that out to the general public. Well, thanks. I, yeah, huge passion. I think a lot of women, too, have a passion, you know, because they have families. And, you know, with this generation of kids and how sick they are, and the, we have, you know, also this this other side of things and bringing more younger and younger generations to the philosophy of chiropractic as well. Yeah, so that's, you know, I, I, I can't wait to meet some of these leaders, you know, that are women in our profession, for sure. Well, I think it says a lot, too, sorry, for women, too, that are even single parents, you know, because that's got to be the hardest job in the world. Chiropractic is easy compared to being a single parent. Oh, especially, yeah, for sure, especially starting school with a three-month-old. I remember, I mean, I didn't even have a stop um, stoplight in my town, my hometown in North Dakota. I had one stop sign and only because there's a T in the road. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so going to Minneapolis and raising a little three-month-old while I was going to school was pretty crazy, but it definitely was the reason I was so, so on fire about chiropractic when I started. Wow. Nice. Sure. So, Fred, so we don't alienate anybody, you know, two things here. Number one, I started uh, chiropractic college with hair down to my middle back, so I probably didn't look <laughs> like a dude yeah I, I saw those pictures early on we got those right so and they're on facebook yeah too. you look like you were from Def leopard back in the day right right <laughs> so and the, the along this line with with women in chiropractic you know the the challenges that that females and males face we never totally understand and and obviously you know being married it's helped me understand the challenges that a female chiropractor goes through compared to what I went through. I practiced side by side with my wife and, and my traveling and things like this. But, you know, for the women that are out there listening to this, Del Rey, you know, I, I'm sure they have some things on their mind and, and I'm going to try to maybe put myself in their shoes and say, you know, can you give us some advice out there for how do you juggle this? What do you do? What's a tip or two where you're trying to be a, a, not just a, a chiropractor, but you're trying to take this to the, the entire profession in the United States, which is a much, much bigger vision than running a single practice in, in one town. I mean, what are the things that you have to do so you don't sacrifice the things that are important to you with the family side of life? Well, thankfully, my daughter is, you know, eight going on 18. So she is a constant reminder to me of, of focus. Mom, focus, focus. <laughs> when you're with me, you're focused on me and nothing else. And I think that's what I've learned the most is I was so passionate about getting this started this past year that I, I can't remember what it was, but we're sitting down and, and she told me, she goes, Mom, your computer's on, your cell phone's right beside you, and you don't stop working. And I said, and it was just a wake-up call for me. I go, you know what, honey, you're right. This this has to stop. There has to be hours where it's just us. And th that's changed a lot. I can now focus on her when I'm with her, you know, work when there's work, and, and turn it all off. And I think that's probably the most important thing is be present, you know, no matter where you are. Don't. I, I had a really bad guilty conscience. I'm sure a lot of moms out there feel this way. If I wasn't with my, my kid, I felt guilty. If I wasn't working, I felt guilty. You know, it was this double-edged sword that I was living the life I wanted to in my career, but I felt like I wasn't giving her enough time. 
but all it took was communication with her. And, you know, I travel a lot now to do seminars and speak all over the country, and I level with her. I'm like, honey, this is my mission. This is my vision. And it's funny because she tells people that now. She goes, my mom's mission and vision is to change the world. <laughs> so we have, um, we do affirmations. We have a poster board in her room, and she actually tallies every single person that I talk to at every seminar. So I'll tell her where it was, and she'll write it down, and she'll tally the amount of people that were there. And she shows people every time they come to her house, and she says, this is how many people my mom has spoke to and how many people's lives have been changed. So I think that, you know, leveling with them is, is the best thing to do by far. So how long have you had your coaching group? Um, a couple of years now, two, about two years. So I, I worked with a lot of uh, doctors around Minneapolis, St. Paul uh, for the first year. So they would set up events for me or I would set up events for them. And I would basically be a screening and talking machine <laughs> all over Minneapolis. So um, and then I tried to expand, but I unfortunately can't duplicate yourself where I tried to have some, you know, girls do it for me. Uh, but I, I've learned that teaching the doctor is much more effective or the CA or, you know, whoever they want to send for me to turn them into a marketing warrior. And so you sold your practice when? When did you say like last uh, year or two years ago? Two years ago. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's we we all have found that nobody else does it the way that we would want it to be done and it, you know and it's frustrating when you just assume that sometimes common sense it should be just common sense certain things and they just it's not so common. No. I forget what Fred says about that, but as far as I guess, it's why Fred has a lot of systems in place because I found that out when I stepped out of practice full time. I mean, I was there today for, for two hours, but when I stepped out of practice, I realized that my practice was all Dr. Joe. It had nothing to do with any sort of systems whatsoever. And uh, wouldn't you agree, Fred? Yeah, and, you know, having the right people is always the first thing. Get the wrong people off the bus, right people on the bus. But I did that, man, for like 11 years. Yeah. I had a totally personality-dependent practice, and I didn't take a vacation, a week vacation. I mean, long weekends. But then you burn out, man, so then you start to develop systems. And then, you know, that's the thing. Once it runs like a machine, that's when you realize, I can do this. I don't have to be here. I need a new game. And, uh, you know, that's the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to expand and grow as a spiritual being. You know, we seek growth. So once you master that game, man, it's time to expand our purpose. Absolutely. And I think so, Dean again. joined us back. Are you yeah, there? I'm really sorry about that. I mean, I, the ghost of Christmas past decided to ship my computer off. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, well, that's what happens. I used to make fun of you because you were in Elko, Nevada, but, you know, you have no excuses. I mean, you're actually in a somewhat modern city in Boise, so, or in Eagle, yeah. even better. I mean. Yeah, but I'm still in the foothills, brother, you know. Yeah, I, I'd say. Uh, so, <laughs> I apologize for that. I'm sorry that we, I missed that. We were just talking bad about you, Adid. I believe had, that. Like an elk kick out your cable or something. He was crossing <laughs> through your backyard. Right. That might have happened. You know, last week I missed the conversation because my damn dogs got out. <laughs> yeah, no. we, all the yeah. podcast listeners, D, were just thinking that you just don't like Fred and I anymore. Right, right. And I just wanted to be rude to Del Rey with the question that I asked her. I just wanted to <laughs> cut it off, right? Yeah, exactly. So you probably were talking didn't realize that you weren't on, D. So uh, you have anything to add to this? 
Well, I just wanted to say that I missed the last three minutes, so I'm probably going to say something that was already covered. But, you know, I appreciate what I heard from Del Rey about, you know, the, the things that, that women need to do to make sure they don't sacrifice the family time and their personal life when they're, you know, focused on the professional career. I always found that, you know, for me, I never understood at first why my wife couldn't pick up and leave the kids. And, and here I am traveling, you know, 35 weekends a year. And out of sight, out of mind. I mean, I missed him and, you know, the little squirts. I, I had no problem with saying that I missed him, but it wasn't a big deal for me. It wasn't like when, when she left, it was a major issue. I mean, there were times that when we would travel together, she would break down in tears and I'd say, what did I do now? What's wrong? And she, she'd say, it's it's not you. It's nothing. And she goes, I just missed the kids. And I'm like, we haven't even left yet. We're, just, we're, on, the, we're on the runway still, you know? So I really appreciate those comments. And I'm sure that the listeners out there do too, with Dr. Del Rey. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, she's become a little sidekick of mine now. She wants to come and, and do events with me. She comes, she could open and close my seminar in a heartbeat. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's what, what Deed always says, too, is that when, when doctors have problems learning how to do x-ray analysis, you know, his eight-year-old can actually do x-ray analysis. So what's so hard if you're a doctor, right? Yeah, exactly. that is it. You teach them young, and that way they never forget. And then they're warriors for chiropractic as well. How cool is that? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so as far as uh, do you have uh, uh, a place where if someone wants to find out a little more information about uh, what you have to offer and wanted to find out a little more information, do you have a website they could go to? Yep, uh, chiropass.com, so C-H-I-R-O-P-A-S.com. All right, awesome, awesome. And so what's your uh, – sorry, we're not done with questions yet. No, I know. you got to interrogate her a little bit more. Yeah, did you want to? Sorry, man, I totally cut you off, which is like me anyway. But yeah, did you right have a question? Go right ahead. Well, I just want to kind of get what's your vision for the future? I mean, we see what you've done. What's your vision ultimately in chiropractic? Like, what's, what's that divine vision that you've got? Uh, definitely TV and bringing the message of chiropractic to the nation. Uh, also, uh, I'm working on a book right now that I want to make a New York Times bestseller. And uh, bring that communication to the public, the philosophy of chiropractic. And I want to do it through um, what I've just found is that leading with fitness and weight loss for, for me and, and giving people what they want and sneaking in what they need and educating them, that has worked so well for me. They just understand our philosophy. I, I've learned that, you know, for so long I've tried to throw up our philosophy on people right away, and it didn't work. And now I, I understand the art of it. And it's not wrong, and it's not bad. And for a long time, you know, I've been trying to coach doctors on, on telling them it's okay. It's okay to give people what they need. It's okay to talk about their pain. It's okay to talk about the symptoms that they're having. That doesn't mean you're a bad chiropractor. We have a philosophy, but unfortunately, because of what people have been told, you know, what's ingrained in their subconscious for their paradigm of health right now, it's going to take a little bit more time to reach them. You know, we have to give them what they want and then educate them on our philosophy as we go. And that creates really a lifetime client, which is, is wonderful. I've just seen that as I've grown, it, they're lifetime clients. They won't leave ever. Nice. Yeah. Hey, same thing in coaching, man. Retention is the best thing. Absolutely. <laughs> With patience and coaching. It's all about retention, baby. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
you know, that's I, you know, Fred knows this too. In terms of moving somebody from pain to posture and, and pain to health, he he teaches that. But you you hit a, a pet peeve of mine, Del Rey, is when doctors don't want to focus on a patient's pain and disability, even when that person first comes in. And it's it's very important to reposition doctors that are extremely philosophical with chiropractic to the fact that pain is not simple pain. Pain is what causes people to take medication, which causes disability and sometimes death. Pain is what causes uh, spouse abuse and child abuse. Pain is what causes people you know, to have nervous breakdowns. Pain is what causes some people to commit suicide. Pain is what causes chronic degeneration in the central nervous system, atrophy of the gray matter. You know, So all these things that pain does are extremely important to address, especially initially with that patient when they come in. And like you said, that's what builds a connection and then makes the bridge for, you know, building into or going into the chiropractic philosophy, leading to the person being with you for hopefully life. Correct. Nice. And that's all I have to say about that. You want to be a TV celebrity, can carry that (laughs) message out to the to the masses. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I really do. I, uh, I, I believe strongly and, and I've been, you know, developing those connections for the last year, figuring that out. But, you know, unfortunately I had to learn really hard lessons that not everybody out there is, is out to help people. You know, once you get bigger and you meet some of these people that are in, say, even nutraceutical spaces that are, you know, huge right now, uh, it's, it's, it's people that don't have the best interests, you know, at heart for people. And I feel like it's it's my responsibility because I do want to see people develop you know de- develop this philosophy that we have um, you know to bring it to the masses because if I don't somebody else is gonna that doesn't have our philosophy. That's well, exactly, true. and you know that's already been done. Uh, you know, we number of car- they had this guy on Doctor Oz. Oh my God, what an opportunity, man! You're on Doctor <laughs> Oz. The guy lays on a portable table, and the dude just adjusts him. He doesn't explain anything. He didn't talk about the spine. He didn't talk I about. I saw that. Yep. Oh my God! How embarrassing! Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got the charisma and the message that can be that can magnetize people. It's like we guys have had that opportunity, man, and they've chumped big time. It's extremely <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, I agree. It's more than it's irritating. It's like okay, because I feel that same purpose too. To be okay, I'm gonna. I got a message, and it's a clean, pure, principled message about health and chiropractic, and the spine being the core foundation of strength and life in your body. And uh, so I'm, I'm joining you on that. I've already had visions of that as well. Very good, yeah. Mas- mastermind group. You know what happens when we get those minds together. Minds <laughs> are good right. stuff. Hey, I've got a question for you, Delray. I don't know if it was covered during my three to four minute uh, interlude there, but uh, how does uh, Dr. Joe's posture app fit into what you're doing? Oh my gosh, you have no idea how excited I was. I, I don't know what was it three weeks ago. Yeah, four how weeks did you ago. find it? I mean, how how was it that you stumbled on? I mean, I just know that uh, one of my Facebook friends is calling our office, and it's uh, <laughs> how I, 
Well, um, I was back in Minneapolis, and I have a couple months here before I launch this fitness site for doctors. And I, I just called up a bunch of my chiropractic clients, and I said, hey, if you want me to do some events for you, I'm here. I'm available. So I get, you know, 20 calls back. Yes, 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 please, 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 do this event, do this one. And this one calls me up, and he says, I have something really cool for you. And I go, okay, what is it? He goes, well, you know, I think you can use it for your screening tool. And I was a screening machine. I mean, I would be anywhere there was people when I was practicing. And I was using, you know, some pretty expensive equipment. Uh, you know, it was heavy to carry, heavy to set up. Um, I won't name names, but expensive. And he goes, you know, you have to check this out. I think it would be great to offer to your doctors. It's, it's inexpensive, and it's a great tool. So I come in. He shows it to me. He's like, it's on the iPad. It's an app. And I go, how amazing, because I've been looking into apps and things like that, and I think it's it's the future. Mobile is definitely the future. So he shows it to me, and within about three minutes of him showing me the different degeneration model, how it shows the posture, um, I, I go, who is this guy? What's, the, what's his name? Do you have his number? So he goes, well, I think he's my Facebook friend. So he looks it up. <laughs> so I log him out of Facebook. I log into mine. Here we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> So I look up, you know, Dr. Joe's number at the office there, and I call and I leave a message right away. I'm like, we have to talk because um, <laughs> this is the coolest thing that I've seen. And I'm, you know, a very visual person, and I believe it's it's extremely important to have some sort of visual aid for people to see uh, when we're communicating our message. So, you know, when I saw all of the, the perks to it, I knew it was going to be something that I was going to promote to chiropractors. I think it's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And and you actually last week got to see the the real deal that actually submitted to iTunes, the new version. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you got to actually uh, see that one. But yeah, thank you very much. I mean, I, I worked very very hard. As Deed knew, it was when I was working on it. Deed was pretty much, and his dad were the only ones really that knew that we we're we we're doing something like this. And uh, it was hard to keep it a secret, you know. <laughs> and. And, uh, you know, my friends would know that we were working on it. We kept it, well, Dee, we kept it a pretty good secret until, what, the annual back in 2010, I think, is because it, it hit December 2010 is when it first came out. And then we showed it at Parker that, that next month. But, uh, yeah, it's been a long road, and I never anticipated that it would be as far-reaching as it was. It was never at first intended for that. It was basically just to try and support chiropractic and get the word out that, you know, posture relates to health and it snowballed. And, uh, I, I, you know, it was a really great thing. My wife at first thought I was kind of crazy, you know, making this app, you know, what's this about, you know, uh, you spend in retirement funds on development, but, uh, I, you know, just like everybody else, I have a vision on where this is going to be. And, you know, the, just around the world, it's crazy. Some of the countries that are downloading, I, I have to look up, I, you know, I've never even heard of it. Awesome. Awesome. You know, one of the things, too, and I'm sure maybe Delray, you'll have some comments on this, is we were always irritated in, in CBP technique by the bait and switch type of marketing that would happen when, when doctors would go do spinal screenings or, you know, exams in the mall, whatever it was, and they'd bring people in by doing something entirely different than what they're going to offer in the practice. And Absolutely. so. Absolutely. That's right. So as a corrective care doctor, we, we thought to ourselves, well, we want to educate people from the get-go and have something that sells them on what we do in the office, and that's what this app was all about. 
Yeah. For sure. I mean, doctor is teacher, and I love being a teacher. I mean, educating people, that's where that, that passion comes from, and that's how they adopt, you know, our philosophy is, is getting educated on really what we do, and then they have no other choice but to choose that, you know, if we're, if we're teaching them the right way. And this is, like I said, such a great, easy visual tool to use. Um, you know, it speaks for itself. If anybody listening hasn't used it, Use it now. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, well, Dee, think, oh, go on, Fred. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting you back, cutting you off. Go ahead. Well, and I think, you know, Dee, you hit it on the head, and that was something that always bugged the crap out of me when I was in practice, and you, I would go to management group seminars, you know, and they get you in for one thing and then try and get you on chiropractic. Well, why don't you just teach them chiropractic? Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about all that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do a trigger point massage and a business. I'd rather give a talk and people love chiropractic. They love the message. They'd rather, they want to know more about that than whether or not they have a trigger point in their traps. So like, I mean, I'm not dogging on trigger point. Well, actually I was, but still, (laughs) you know, it's like, why don't we get them in for the right reason? And I, I just found, you know, talk about chiropractic, man. People come in because they have asthma. They come in because they have allergies. It's not even back pain. Yeah. Good screening. You know, they're coming in with organ problems. Yep. So anyway. Yes, that was good. And, you know, that's, you know, just getting out and telling the story, and I'm just glad that it, it helps, you know, send that message. But I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Um, Deed, uh, do you want to try and present something that uh, maybe Dr. Fred and I and uh, Del Rey haven't heard? I'm yeah, sure, I do. I'm, I'm it, sure you, you've, you've held something, withheld something from us. And one of these days, I'm just going to start searching your emails or something without you knowing because, you know, I probably have the power to do that since I run the website. And I'm going to come across these these PDF documents that you secretly obtain without our knowledge from these research studies. You know, it's not an easy job, Joe, and somebody's going to do it. It's about like me understanding the latest I whatever coming out for Apple and, you know, this and that tech thing. You know, I have no idea. I don't even know those magazines that you read when we're in the hotel together. I'm like, I'm like, I've never even heard of those magazines, you know? Well, we each have our, our purpose, that's for sure. Right. So it's uh, time for the research article of the week. This one's a pretty cool one. Uh, it has a relationship to what we're going to be doing next week in Park City, Utah. And I don't mean skiing, Joe. Oh, even oh, though wait, wait a minute. Do we have a seminar next week? Right. <laughs> Oh, I'm booked. I mean, as far as I saw, you can use your 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 uh, your flight information, your 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 pass actually as your boarding ticket with a fast pass. But I didn't know we were having a seminar in Park City. Right. So even though the seminar was booked theoretically by Joe to ski, it was booked <laughs> by me to to teach people about the thoracic spine. So the thoracic rehab seminar coming up next weekend. Uh, the problem is we we know. There's an extreme amount of literature and studies coming out showing that the thoracic spine, the kyphosis, is related to human health and disease. We know that nowadays you can't really argue that unless you just want to be inundated with research from me and other people. There's just a plethora of articles out there establishing that relationship. The problem is there's only a couple studies that show that with conservative care that we can change a thoracic hyperkyphosis and reduce it back to normal values. So this is something that we've been working on in CBP. I'm trying to do a a randomized uh, clinical trial uh, overseas, and it's kind of in the early uh, developmental stage. But right now, this this new paper came out that kind of addresses this issue. 
or lack of evidence in the literature. It's out of the Journal of Rehabilitation Medicine in 2010 by Botsman, B-A-U-T-M-A-N-S et al. And these are uh, uh, DPTs, physical therapists. What they're doing is they, they did a randomized trial on elderly subjects that are in their seventh decade of life with hyperkyphosis. And really what they did is they, they selected postmenopausal females. And so these women could have had compression fractures, but they didn't have acute compression fractures and they weren't severe enough to require uh, deformity uh, management with uh, surgical intervention. So no kyphoplasty and things like that were necessary. So these would be maybe like a, a grade one to a grade two type compression fracture. Well, what they did is they randomly assigned people either into a control group or an intervention group. And the intervention group uh, had a se uh, several types of, of, of uh, treatment interventions. One was mobilization, not manipulation, but uh, mobilization, where they positioned the patient seated and then did uh, P to A mobilization techniques with some mild extension throughout the thoracic spine. Then they did a type of kinesio taping uh, where they put a, a, a flexible strip along the um, spinous process from approximately T7 or excuse me C7 down to the mid lumbar spine, where they fixed the person in extension and kept them there for three days at a time with the kinesio tape. So the patient wore the tape for three days at a time, and then they did one where they put a V on the person going from the uh, shoulder blade area down to the thoracolumbar junction. And then the last thing they did was some pretty generic exercises and stretching. Uh, one of the things that might be of interest out there to CBP chiropractors is they had to pay the patients lie on a rolled-up towel on their back and create some forced extension. Now, it would be really mild compared to what we do, but it's an a introductory uh, type of uh, traction, you would say. So what they identified is in the long-term follow-up, what they found was significant changes in the thoracic kyphosis variable in the rehabilitation group. The mean change was about three degrees, which is pretty darn small, but it gets better compared to the control group. So no change in the control group, but there was change in the rehabilitation group. And when they broke down the rehabilitation group into people that actually followed recommendations compared to the ones that did not follow recommendations, which is classically what happens in clinical practice too, they identified pretty large differences between those that did follow the protocol and those that did not follow the protocol in the rehab group, whereas the mean values jumped up to more than double. They, they got about seven, seven and a half degrees decrease in the thoracic kyphosis. So this is one of the first papers out there ever to assess interventions in a randomized trial in elderly female with hyperkyphosis. The thing is, it was small changes likely due, the, due, due to the methods. And then of interest, they found no difference in the pain, quality of life, and health status scores, which was kind of surprising to me. So this kind of opens the door out there for chiropractic and chiropractic techniques aimed at rehabilitation of the thoracic kyphosis. Number one, can we do a better job at reducing the thoracic kyphosis? And number two, can we achieve improved pain, disability, and health status scores compared to what's been done so far, which it doesn't look too great? So there's the study for the week. Wow, a good study. Right. And uh, if you guys haven't tried that, the thoracic dental that we have, and I'm sure you're going to be lecturing on that as well next week, correct? Thoracic dental? 
Yes, yes, I'm going to be going through that, indications, contraindications, etc. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do a randomized trial on the thoracic dentorol in, in, uh, in patients with hyperkyphosis. I don't know if we'll do elderly with osteoporosis and fractures, but certainly in a, uh, a group with hyperkyphosis. Wonderful. Uh, well, for all those people out there that are interested in fixing spines, this is a, an awesome seminar because, and you guys, Deedon and Joe, will attest to you know shifts in the thoracic spine are one of the major causes of neck and back problems. Majority of those problems originate in the thoracic spine. So, for anybody that really wants to learn how to fix the spine and use the dental rolls, you get massive changes in people's health when you're dealing with distortions in the thoracic spine. Would you guys agree? Yeah, it's it's a, such an overlooked area. I mean, and we're all guilty of it. You know, when when Deed and I came out, you know, we were, you know, we were just getting to the very beginnings of, you know, everybody was all about the neck and CBP is just the neck curve and just, you know, we had, you know, basically a couple types of traction. We always wondered, you know, why is this neck curve not responding? And we always knew that there was more of a spine and his dad knew. But we didn't really have good ways of intervening with that. Besides, obviously, adjusting can only take you just so far. So we look at the traction as basically it's a long-term adjustment over time with ligamentous creep. So, I mean, when you look at the whole spine like we're intended to, and that's the biggest misnomer is that CVP is just not a neck treatment. It's correction of subluxations for the whole spine. When you look at the whole spine in general and the sagittal plane balance, you can achieve such greater goals and change this person's whole life, you know? And those necks that didn't respond are usually because we didn't look below. And, uh, you know, certainly we were guilty. I, I didn't look below, you know, the neck when I was in school as well. You know, it was basically a neck, and then we had a lumbar spine, and nobody ever really paid attention to the thoracics for a long time, you know? And uh, if you haven't been to the seminar, this is a great one. Of course, did I mention their skiing? I don't know if anybody realized that they're skiing. Maybe not so much snowboarding in... Uh, on the same mountain, but there's definitely skiing. I don't know if you mentioned that, Deed. Love it. Well, what I wanted to do is just bring one more time uh, Dr. Del Rey into this equation. With, with the thoracic hyperkyphosis, it's multifactorial, and we know adjusting is important, we know exercise is important, we know traction is important, uh, but you know, really one of the things that, that people have to pay attention to is their lifestyle and life outside of chiropractic. So some of the fitness things that Dr. Del Rey's uh, involved in is probably going to be pretty important for these types of people, yes? Absolutely. I'm very excited to bring this. Um, I, I, I partnered with a fitness expert, you know, in order to bring more credibility to this program. I wanted to get the best of the best when it came when it came to fitness, and I realized that, you know, not a lot of doctors have a great, uh, you know, protocol for the fitness aspect of things when patients are under care. We know they need exercise, but we send them out of the office to a trainer who probably tells them, don't see your chiropractor. Yeah. So if we have something, you know, within the profession with somebody bringing it, you know, from an expert standpoint on what they should be doing, it's, it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. And, you know, I think it's an important aspect. And as you know, we spoke about this too. I had a, um, you know, a training background before I got into chiropractic. And unfortunately, a lot of chiropractors, they think that they're above talking to a fitness trainer and working with a fitness trainer. First, you have to find out who in your community actually knows what the heck they're talking about. Because you got people right out of high school, not that you don't know what you're talking about in high school, but that are working at gyms 
that are training people, I cringe sometimes when I walk through the gym and I see certain people doing certain exercises that I know are going to end up in, you know, somebody's office soon because they, they have no business doing certain activities. And then you have to find out who are the good people in your area and then make an alliance with them. You know, the, the trainer that we used um, and still do, um, he's been doing this for a while. He found me because of another chiropractor referred him to us. He wound up being in our cervical rehab text. Well, now we changed his life. I learned about him. He found out that, hey, wow, this posture, there's more to it. And now I would send our posture exams to him. I send x-rays. Whenever we refer, he knows how to read x-rays. And he's a fitness professional. So he knows what to do. And he works with our team to make sure that the exercises are indicated and checks in with our doctor or myself about uh, what we're doing so it works towards the whole goal of getting the person well. And the, some of the best outcomes that I've ever had in practice, it was because I was working in tandem with a fitness professional that really knew what they were doing, not just, you know, getting them to use a certain machine at the gym. You know, it was they, they, they changed their life, everything from nutrition to real training and, and being fit in all aspects of their life. So that's my rant, I guess. And uh, obviously... Fred's very involved in, in the uh, fitness uh, regime, and so is Deed. So I know I'm preaching to the choir here, too. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Any final statements? So what was that website again, Delray, that they can find you a little bit more about uh, your, your systems? Chiropass.com. So C-H-I-R-O-P-A-S.com. And do you have any seminars that will be coming up or any speaking engagements that you'll be attending that somebody might be able to check you out at? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook, um, Dr. Del Rey on Facebook. And I post a lot there and Twitter um, on where I'll be speaking. So they can look for me on there or just email me um, as well. And I'll give you a really simple one, uh, drdelray at gmail.com. So D-R-D-E-L-R-A-E at gmail.com. Okay, wonderful. And, uh, Deed, you said that there's a seminar with uh, skiing next week. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. But, you know, if you're not coming now, you're probably not going to come by the time this airs. So we'll talk about something else. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And any closing uh, statements there, Fred? Uh, I'm good. You know, we have our mar- we have our day one, day two boot camp for guys that for structural corrective docs. Actually, it's at the Biltmore in Scottsdale, so uh, that'll be tons of fun. And those are totally life changing. Uh, you know, we teach you a lot more than just communication, but really how to establish your core values and practice, and uh, you know, live by your core values and what your truth are, and how to communicate that to build an awesome corrective care practice. When is that, Fred? March 2nd through the 4th. Okay, awesome, awesome. All right, guys. Well, I guess we'll call it a night, and uh, unless you have anything else to add, Deed? No, no. I just want to say thank you to Dr. Del Rey for joining yes, us tonight. Thank you. It, it was a pleasure, and I'm sure that the listeners out there will thoroughly enjoy this. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks, Del Rey. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. All, All right, right. Take care. All right, bye-bye, guys. See you, guys. Bye.